Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have Chris joining the podcast. Chris says a song that encompasses their essence is Lemon Tree by Mount Joy. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. Oh, homie, it is a pleasure to have you on here today. I'll be asking him our traditional eight questions that we can gain a little bit of perspective into Chris's life. You ready, Chris? I'm ready. All right, homie, this is the three-for-one special starting off with who are you, what do you do, and is that where you want to be right now? Uh, well, my name is Chris Guzman. I'm a 29-year-old cisgender male from Richmond, Virginia. I think own your truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already nervous, and then you're trying to make me laugh. No, but that's the whole point. You're gonna we're relaxing out. We're shaking it out here on the Beach Review Podcast I, Studio today. I appreciate that. That's what we're here for. Um, I am a white Puerto Rican or a Caucasian Latino is the cool. scientific term, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and really I say that because I feel like people would normally just say that they're Puerto Rican, but I mean, I, I look white, I dress in preppy clothes, I speak English and my Spanish is terrible. So like, I don't want to give off too much of the illusion. I'm proud of my, my heritage and my ethnicity, but it's like hard to really try to tell people that I'm that. And then also talk like, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk with it. Yeah. Um, I hear you. Yeah, and then uh, uh, I'm a musician. Uh, my professional, my daytime job, I work in mortgages, which is like super boring, but I just help people <laughs> finance houses and I look at credit all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then internally, I am ADHD, kind of a lunatic, uh, and I have imposter syndrome, <laughs> which uh, for those that don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's this psychological condition of feeling like no matter what you've done, your accolades, that you are not good enough, that you're you're not actually what you say you are. So you kind of just start to question everything that you do and whether or not, you know, you are legit. Hell yeah. I mean, I have that too. We were literally just talking about it before we got on here. It's so weird to like hear that other people have it because when you have imposter syndrome, you don't think anybody else, like when you're in that moment, you don't think anybody else would have it. And yeah. then you talk to people and everybody's like, no, I, I do that. It's yeah. Like, what the fuck? It, well, and it's like, yeah, we, we we hide it so well. Yeah. I think the first time that I found out about it, it was actually, I was watching TV and someone had said something about it. And I was like, wait a minute, what, what, what is that? Yeah. yeah. And then when I looked it up, I was like, I have this super rare condition. <laughs> like, I thought I was the only one. I was like, man, me, my Angelou and Tom Hanks, <laughs> we all have imposter syndrome. That's so crazy. It's incredible. That is so funny. <laughs> Um, okay. Is that where you want to be right now? Uh, maybe, I don't know. I think when I look back, I always think I could have done so much better. I, I, when I was younger, I thought that I would be an attorney by now, like at 30. I know. For the record, my sister went back to school at, um, 30 and she's in law school. So anybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe sort of. Maybe. Uh, I'm 29. I'm in the Paula D year. So maybe I've got more to come. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think I always look back and think that I could have done better. I could have done something differently. This isn't exactly where I thought that I was. So no, but also like, I'm happy where I am. Like I've made with what, what I've done and I wouldn't go back and change any of that. I mean, if I could, you know, be a millionaire and not have to work, that'd be awesome. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. I've done what I've done all that I can do and I I wouldn't change it. See, and I think that that's fair to say people forget all the time that like, if you're trying your best and honestly, if you're just fucking trying, you're doing better than a lot more like. Uh, it's not even better than more people. It's just, um, you're doing better than you think is, yeah. is the right way to phrase that. Absolutely. Um, moving on to question number two, Chris, what is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? So I was, uh, I worked at a gym for a little bit, which I think I hear you talking about gyms sometimes yeah. on the podcast. Scared about, I'm scared I, of gyms. No, I know. And I was terrified of, of working out in front of people yes because that's it i don't want to look like an idiot Same. when i go anywhere mm-hmm. and i ended up getting a job at the gym and a coworker told me once 
don't worry about everyone else that's in the gym because they're all way too busy checking themselves out in the mirror anyway to even notice you. That's kind of good advice. Yeah. Well, I definitely thought he was bullshitting. But then, <laughs> I, like, I when I was working there, I, I started working out. I was working out a lot, like twice a day. Like, I would go in oh, before shit. my shift. I would work out after my shift. I was working out all the time. And then when I became one of those dudes in the gym that was in there all the time and big and beefy... Maybe I wasn't big and beefy, but I looked like I knew what I was doing. Um, I realized I didn't notice anyone else in the gym anyway because I had my headphones in. Like I'm in the zone. I'm working out. I and if you're in the gym, people watching, fuck you. Don't yeah. God, those people are the worst people anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's and my therapist had told me once, don't and this is exact quote, don't give a damn about what anyone else is doing. And you will be so much happier. Yeah. I always was so worried about public perception of if I'm doing this right, do I look like an idiot? I still get stressed out at Chipotle sometimes. Me too, yep. Because I don't want to, like, you know, order the wrong thing first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was even stressing out parking. I was like, man, I hope no one just saw me try to park in a no parking oh. spot. Oh. Like, and think, oh, that guy's an idiot. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that pressure all the time just gives you so much anxiety. Yeah. And now it's like, why am I thinking? Why am I worrying about anyone else? I feel that. Do you? Would you consider that social anxiety, like what you're describing? That's what I call it. Because everything you just described, I am 100% there. I cannot stand even ordering through the drive throughs Like that makes me want to vomit every time. Yeah. Because what if I said something wrong? Or what if I didn't get it right? And I just call that my social anxiety. Would you consider it to be the same? Yeah, I would. Okay. I would probably say the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I. It's so weird when I think about going places, traveling, whatever. I am terrified that I'm just going to look like a shuby. Yeah. So that I just don't travel sometimes. Like it. The idea of even going somewhere where people don't speak the same language, I don't want to look like an absolute idiot. I literally... So then I just don't. I was going to say, when me and my friend Susan went to Paris, we literally did Duolingo because I was like, I refuse. And I did terrible, too. Doesn't help. Didn't work. Um, But I refused to at least not attempt to try to learn the language before I went because I did not want to look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, Because what if you're just on the train and someone, like, says something to you? You know what I mean? Like, they're like, hey, can you do this? Like, can you hold this? And then, but come to find out, I stuck out so hard as an American. Nobody would have said anything to me um, in French because clearly I didn't know it. Um, But I I completely feel you. It's like a a respect thing almost. Yeah. 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 And I think about when, I think growing up, when people start gossiping about you in school, I think that's really where a lot of that comes from. Because you're, you're listening to these people talk mad shit about people and you're like, that's what they're saying behind their back? What are they saying behind mine? Yes. But it doesn't even matter. Like, what, what does their opinion matter anyway? No, it, it doesn't matter now, but it did in the moment. I yeah. think that's what's always so hard for me because I always want to validate my eight-year-old self that was freaking out because, you know, so-and-so was saying this and this. But now I think, and I'm like, girl, you could have immediately been like, who cares? Right. And, like, shrugged it off. But in the moment, it felt so big. Yeah. It's weird. It's it's definitely like a ratio thing. You and when you put things into perspective of how big it is to you, I, perception is your reality. Is right. what someone used to always say to me. But like, really, that's not actually true. Like, yeah. it becomes your reality. But the reality is, ten years down the line, when you're looking back on it, and you're like, ah, I didn't need to freak out there. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Well, so tell me kind of what was the reward of learning that it doesn't matter? Um, I started doing a lot more things that I just enjoyed. I grew up in a Catholic household. My mom being the nicest person you've ever met. No one ever has anything bad to say about my mother. Oh. Except for maybe me and my brother. <laughs> I'm not really. I right. love my mom. I love my mom. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. She probably won't. She probably won't. Um, But everyone absolutely loved her, and she would always tell me, you need to look your best all the time. Yeah. You need to behave well in school. You need to behave well in church, because people will then look at you and say, 
you know, look at this guy and you become this sort of shining example for people. And my mom did that all the time. And for me, it was just like, I was pretending to be a good person a lot of the time. And I'm not saying that I'm not a good person, but now it's like, I don't have to worry about Susan from church anymore. Yes. And I don't have to go to church every Sunday because that's my decision and I don't care what people... Amen on that. ...feel about it. Right. Uh, You know, me and God have a different kind of relationship. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think think just the reward is feeling free. Yeah. And... Doing what you want to do. Yeah. And Who this, cares? this might be a jump because I, I know that we have more questions, but I have to ask you a side question. As like, as like a musician, like how do you feel like getting in front of crowds? Oh, I'm terrified. Really? I am absolutely terrified. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> that's actually, I mean, that is something that I want to. Okay. We can open, we can open up that. I just have to ask. I just had to ask. I had to ask. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I, I completely okay. freak out sometimes. Okay, well, I feel you. Um, we can open up that door when we get there. Um, any last thoughts on the biggest breakthrough? Um, no, okay. I just, well, one thing, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah, you like, are. Like, I, I feel like people don't affirm themselves enough. Yeah. Uh, and that is the one of the bigger things with trying to break through my imposter syndrome. It's just reminding myself of what I am good at. Yeah. Uh, and that I'm cool. You are cool. I'm glad that that was your yeah, final thought. Yeah, that was final thought. <laughs> Question number three. What is the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? Uh, two things. Okay. One, I can't lounge around the house in comfy clothes. What? It's weird. When I get home from work and people you normally will put on sweatpants yes i'm like on the couch until 10 o'clock at night in jeans chris why sweatpants feel weird also it's like an extra step in laundry because now i'm just dirtying up more clothes i will say i do i have to do an extensive amount of laundry because i'm always switching clothes and my my regular clothes are comfortable enough like i don't yeah these Tight jeans, form fitting. I was gonna say, you know what? Yeah, I guess if you do find the right clothes, like for you, then hell yeah, go for it. Yeah, doesn't bother me at all. Hell yeah, how about um, jeans? Yeah. Uh, second thing, before any sort of big event, uh, I lock up. Like if I'm as a musician going on stage. When I was in high school, I did theater uh, and improv, and someone always told me. Don't think, just do. And that's like the worst advice to yeah. give me. Because <laughs> I I overthink a lot, but it's better when I think things through before I do them. But sometimes, right. especially when you're doing improv, you kind of just have to think on your feet. And I would go on stage and black out. People like remember their performances or like they play in a soccer game. They remember, oh, I did this, I did this, and then I scored that goal. I come off the stage or I, I come off the field after playing soccer and I just go what just happened did you do you have a recording of what happened and i i didn't realize that that wasn't normal and i might need to go i might need to get checked out by a doctor because maybe it isn't normal but it's fair i was black i was pretty much blacking out before it's like the anxiety just builds up builds up and then my vision goes and then sometimes i kill it sometimes i don't but i don't know that is crazy it's a little weird. I mean, people, you hear about that all the time. A lot of big artists will even say, like, I just go on and black out. Um, but I, that's, I always feel like it's just wild to actually stop and think and go, wait, how did that go? And you have no fucking clue. Absolutely not. That's wild to me. Yeah. I always have to watch videos and stuff from afterwards. Absolutely. It's, I, sometimes I don't even remember it. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, if you're going to black out, how are you going to remember in the first place? But it's also just weird to think about, you know, people black out on, like, alcohol and stuff or, like, do drugs. But this is just straight up, like, anxiety is just taking over your body. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny that you said alcohol just now because when I was in high school, I was giving this girl advice on improv. I just remembered this. This is like a weird breakthrough. I was giving this girl advice um, and I told her the don't think, just do, which again, terrible advice. Don't do that. Right. But I was like, yeah, when, when I go up on stage, I just black out. And my teacher started laughing and then gave me a concerned look like I had been drinking at practice. And I was like, no one, no one, no else? one else does, oh my no one gosh. else does that. I would, and then I was a little embarrassed. So then I just brushed it under the rug and I was like, anyways, moving forward. Right, let's right, not, right, let's right, not talk right, anymore right. about it. But yeah. That's so funny. I'm just now kind of realizing that they thought that, that I was... I was going to say, wow, and we I didn't even drunk. mean to make that connection. Yep. I'd love to hear it. Here we are. Um, <laughs> what is an activity that helps uh, you connect to your best self? Music, playing music, listening to music. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I don't think that I was that musically gifted growing up. I, I mean, I liked music, but I felt like there were a lot of people that were like, really into music um yeah i when i'm playing guitar sometimes i like to just go in a room close the door even at home and my i live with my girlfriend kim we love kim we love kim uh and sometimes i tell her hey i'm gonna do music tonight and she says okay and then i go in a room close the door put some headphones on and it's like i'm in that that realm yeah and that is a big a big thing that gets me connected to your best self. Yeah. Hell yeah, Holmes. Tell me, I want to hear about kind of like, do you use Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify for sure. Okay, and so when you're on Spotify, do you make playlists? No, I I listen to other people's playlists sometimes. Yeah, I I don't think that I am a good curator of music types, but I do like all kinds of music so when you go through my spotify it's weird like when my spotify wrapped comes out it's like you know alternative indie stuff and then it's like jazz (laughs) out of nowhere and you're like why did you listen to frank sinatra 600 times this year that's weird you know what sometimes you do it there's somebody that lives in my house that loves frank sinatra and it's not me um anyway i (laughs) so i hear them all the time uh, I was just going to say, I wanted to see if you were more of like an album listener or like a playlist listener. Oh, yeah. I'm album top to bottom. Cool. It's, yeah, I own n- not a ton of records, but I have records. I have a record player. And it's, you kind of are forced to listen to the album, the entire thing, top to bottom yeah. when you have it that way. But I love seeing what they intended. Yes. How they want to tell their story. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes I'm listening to it and there's like, oh, I don't like this song. And I'm tempted to skip over it. But then I have to remember, no, this is like, this is their Part work. of it. Yeah. yeah. This is the experience. Yeah. It, the actual skipping part is a privilege, especially if you think about like people, like you just said, like a record player. There wasn't, you know, you could move it, of course, to get to the next song. But like it was supposed to be intended exactly what you said, just kind of go through. So now thinking like ahead of it, it's like really it's a privilege just to be like, yeah gotta go um okay cool question number four what is a trauma that has shaped you or you're kind of still learning to break through um i really had to dig deep in the archives here there um i guess because i've been repressing it for so long my i have an older brother he's five years older than me and I looked up to him for everything. I've always had this theory about siblings where if you have a sibling that is within four years, like where you go to the same high school, a lot of times the relationship is more aggressive mm-hmm. with your sibling. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I never had that. We didn't go to the same schools. We didn't run in the same circles. So we got along really well. And I looked up to him a lot. Yeah. Um, but when I, I got my first guitar at 15 and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't take any lessons. So I was just kind of figuring out how to do what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and when I started writing music, one day I was writing this song. My brother was home from college and the chorus was something like, I don't know. 
uh, I'm all peachy in my lemon tree, which is like super cheesy and you're laughing. It's fine. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. And maybe it's cool. Maybe I'll get back to it. I just think it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my brother didn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My, my brother like comes out of his room and he's like, like laughing at me, making fun of me. Peachy in my lemon tree, peachy in my lemon tree. And I know, and it's. At the time, I wanted to be angry at him, but I was just like, oh, this is the guy that I get all of my inspiration, my influence from. If he's saying that it's bad, it must be bad. Right, okay. But it was also something that I was working really hard on. Right. And I didn't like the criticism at the time. Right, you didn't ask for his opinion. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that killed me. I like. I remember going back into my room and like taking all of the lyric books that I had and then just like ripping it up and thinking Stop. like... This is cheesy. I'm never going to be good enough. Um, and then from there, music just became a hobby. And gotcha. it was something that I kind of tucked off to the side. Yeah. And I wasn't playing guitar as often. And so for a while, for years after, I just... Music wasn't exactly a passion of mine anymore. Fair. Um, I kind of just kind of forgot how to play guitar. Yeah. Um... And I moved away to North Carolina for a while, brought my guitar with me. And Wait, that what part? Raleigh, Durham area. So I was like living right down the street from uh, the airport. I was cool. like two minutes away. And I was managing an apartment complex, but I was in a city where I didn't have any friends. I didn't really have any hobbies to go do things around town. I was living in the apartment complex that I managed so right. I couldn't really be friends with the residents and that's when I started picking guitar back up because I was alone I didn't have any anybody else with me yeah. but I wasn't writing music or anything I just was kind of fiddling around and one day uh, one of my co-workers suggested that I play an event at the apartment complex and I played that event and I was terrible I mean, it was, I didn't have enough, I wasn't good enough. I didn't, or at least I didn't think that I was good enough, but I knew that I had a couple of songs in my repertoire that I was like, this is cool. No one's done this before. I think this is good. Gotcha. And I got a a general, generally good reception from people. Yeah. And they were like, man, your cover of this was super cool. And I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. Right. Um, but it, that was one time I got paid and was like, that was stressful. I don't really want to do that again. And then years later, uh, and this was actually even just recently, that same friend hit me up and was like, hey, I work at this new place. We need somebody to come sing in an event. Can you come play? Fun. And because of this trauma that I'd been holding back for, for so long that I was trying to repress that I didn't want to put myself through that situation of someone criticizing me for my music and what I was doing I was like that seems high stress yeah uh in comes my girlfriend Kim right uh who and we've been dating for two and a half coming up on three years now love it and she would always tell me you're good enough you're good enough you're really good at what you do you should do it if it doesn't work out whatever it's a couple hundred bucks but like you'll never know until you do it again right and I went and played a show. It was great. They paid me. I definitely asked for not enough money. <laughs> hey, at least you asked for money. Uh, but it was that step of getting out of that mindset that I wasn't going to be good enough. And then just kind of hiding everything that I was doing behind closed doors because I was afraid of the constructive criticism in the process. And I would get so nervous. But then I had these people that believed in me and told me to go and do it again. And I'm not, let me set the record straight. I love my brother. Yeah, of course. And I'm not saying that he never promoted or supported me through anything. It was just that when he did, I would go, do you really mean that? Are you just trying to be nice to me now? Right. And I think that's a, a tough thing with imposter syndrome is that you're always just thinking what other people are saying about you. Yeah. And trying to figure out if it's genuine or not. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. And I my I love my brother and he's probably one of the biggest fans of my music. Right. Um Well, I think it's also fair to say, like, we've all said things in moments. We've all been young and 
I personally have never been an older sibling. Um, and my sisters did some dumb shit to me too. That like, I know when I got older, I was finally able to fight back with my words, if that makes sense. Right. So like it, we all do things to each other and we don't mean to, he didn't think in that moment that that meant that all of a sudden now that you're going to quit music forever and blah, blah, blah. It was just a thing he said. And I think that if you guys had even, I don't know if you guys have ever talked about it, like he would obviously be like, what? Oh my God, I never meant to hurt your feelings. Like, blah, 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 you know? Right. It's, it's kind of the, the perspective and your perception is your reality. And at the time that was huge for me. And at the time then it was a joke to him and he, wouldn't have thought that I would take it so seriously. Right. And now it's like, I look back on it and it's funny. Sure. Yeah. It, it doesn't bother me so much anymore, but yeah, it, for a long time, I was really questioning whether or not what people were saying to my face right. is Real. what they actually meant. Genuine. I think too, like, and I don't know how much you lean into the, the, the Zodiac of it all, but I think as a fire signs, like you're Leo and the Sagittarius and like it's hardcore and it's raw and it's real and yeah. I feel like that's what we always love to give people so I just am in that way expect people to be the same way in return because that's what I'm giving right and then all of a sudden I feel like somebody's being a shady state I'm like well what in the world I thought we were all raw and real here and I don't feel like this is the right energy but with you I've always felt very like this is it this is real and like it's always been genuine right it I mean, people aren't going to know what you think unless you say it. Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is, I know nobody is a, nobody's a mind reader and everyone is trying to read everyone else's mind. Yes. But why don't we just come out and say what we mean to say? So (gasps) what's the song? Say what you need to say. Something like that. Who, who is it? John Mayer? I don't think we're allowed to like him. Anyway, Uh, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I listen, I love music. Yeah. I do not know everything about music. That's fair. I like, I pick in certain genres and stuff and then I'm like, everything outside of that, like the radio, I have no idea who's on right now. Really? Well, actually that's fair. I don't know either. I feel like Spotify playlists keep me up to date. Yeah. Um, Cause it'll be like the top hits if I click on that or um, like anything that's like pop, it'll be like rising pop. That's the one that I like. You don't listen to that? Oh yeah, no, I don't I even see, I don't crazy. even come close to those. Oh my gosh. Uh, but and I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day about when you go to these concerts now in the age of Spotify, everyone's listening to music in their headphones or in their car. Yeah. You and I went to the Tuvalu concert yeah. the other night. Yes. Um and I we I listened to her on Spotify. Yeah. And I don't know who else listens to her. And we had an extra ticket and we were trying to sell it off right, and we right. couldn't find it any of our friends that were like willing to take it and then we go and we find out that like the place is absolutely packed like we thought it was a wednesday night and no one's gonna be in here but then also seeing who listens to the same music that you listen to yes because i only know tuvalu from my car stereo and my headphones i don't i had no idea what the fan base was going to be like Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe not necessarily appropriately dressed, but I feel like a lot of people may have been looking at me like, this guy listens to Tuvalu? Or Tovlo, I think, is how people recognize I was going to say Tovlo. Yeah, that's what I... Every time that I've told people that I've gone to the... I went to the Tuvalu concert, I have to be like, you know, Tovlo. Oh, I mean, I found out, like, minutes before. Right. That's I was pronouncing it Well, wrong. that was the thing is I knew in, um, and this uh, drag race will somehow make it into every single episode on this podcast, but she was a, a guest judge on drag race. And I think that is also where a lot of like the more like young gay men or young gay people that came, um, that was where like her, that fan base is now rising yet again. Cause I feel like I listened to her in 2010 so like oh you're OG yes because I loved Stay High and I loved that album but then um, I tapered off into the wind and it didn't really come back around until literally this past summer when I saw her and I was like oh my gosh I forgot all about her music and then I started listening all over again so to me I'm like she's literally collected a whole new generation to grab and bring all the way up again it's a beautiful brand I think it was probably the most eclectic group of fans that I had seen like there was me and I was like wearing sneakers <laughs> and then there were people that were not wearing sneakers like yeah. I'm a so li- say, I, then there was me in a full out wig and makeup <laughs> yeah <laughs> full drag oh listen I had this conversation with Kim the other day 
I don't know what was going through my head at the time. Yeah. You So you came over to our house before we went to the show. I did. You came in wearing a wig. Yeah. Kim, that night after the show, said, Bethany's wig looked great. And I said, what wig? Shut the fuck up. I don't know. Up, <laughs> she was like, did Shut you up. did you not notice? And I was like, oh my God. No, I mean, I know I hadn't really seen B in a while. <laughs> but... I I don't know. I just thought maybe her hair grew. And she was like, no, that was absolutely a wig. Not only did it grow. <laughs> not only would it have grown. Just had simply grown. I would have had to have dyed my hair half black, half white. So this is hysterical. I don't, I don't know what I'm I was thinking. I cannot wait to talk to Kim about this. This is hysterical. <laughs> great information. Great intel on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, but yes, I think that now looking, I just like couldn't believe the like change of fan base. But I think that's kind of like what's makes it fun you know that's how you know they're a good artist when they can bring so many different types of people together her music is absolutely incredible and the show i mean it was just oh so good i immediately looked up the next day and was like where is she headed to next like what's the rest of the tour like she had to read uh she posted on her uh instagram that she had to god reschedule her chicago show and i was like oh my god when is that? I could go to Chicago. <laughs> go that's to not Chicago? too far. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I was obsessed to the point where I was like, I want to do this again. Um, let's get into question number five now. Chris, what are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? I think public perception. Yeah. Peer pressure. Yeah. Um, us trying to fit into some sort of mold that we don't necessarily want to be, but we think that we have to be. Yeah. Uh, people are mean. Yeah. <laughs> people, yeah. People will be, they'll say stuff behind your back. I think for me, I, at one, at some point I realized that you, we're not going to get anywhere if we don't communicate what's on our mind, how right. we feel. There are, you know, we were talking about it earlier. There are so many people that have imposter syndrome, but yeah. they don't talk about it, so they don't know that anyone else talks about it. Right. Um, we are so programmed to lie and hide things, and we just need to start being open about it and talking about it. Even in corporate world, like I think about at work, um, having to like be okay with taking the extra assignment even if you're like mentally unwell like you can't say no so you have to lie and be like yes and like there is always that constant pressure of being able to be like this superhuman um and then nobody talks about it right um and it's like we're all underneath this overwhelming pressure why are we not saying and standing up and honestly gen z kind of is in my opinion saying like no to shit and it's like hell yeah thank you yeah it's it's we are so concerned about how we're going to be perceived yeah. that we get so scared of just saying it out loud. Yeah. So yeah, being honest. I think we actually when we were talking about uh, we were supposed to record a while ago. Yes. And you texted me. Oh my god, yeah. Which uh, you had said, Hey, I don't know if it's this weather, I don't know oh what's god. going on, but I'm having a really hard time. Can we reschedule? Yeah. And I was like Thank God someone's just yeah. being honest. Like, some, tell me. Yeah. I can't read your mind. Right. Tell me. But right. And also, I was feeling the same way, and I, part of me was like, thank God she told me. Like, she yeah. said that person. I yeah, didn't have yeah, to do yeah. But I, with you, it's like, I don't have to hide how I'm feeling or no. what I think. No. I'm not going to necessarily give you, you know, anything that you didn't ask for. Right. Uh, <laughs> thank you. No, but I, will, I, I, I want to be completely honest because... We hide behind the public perception all the time. Yeah. Let's just let's just get out in front of it. Let's say say what you mean to say. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you tell me what you really mean because we can't keep reading minds, and we we definitely can't read how people are actually going to perceive us. We don't know. Right. And the more that we're open and being true to ourselves, he shameless plug, <laughs> um, like that's how we get what we want. Yeah. Um, I think that's also been something that I'm currently going through, like. On my own time is trying to figure out what I want to do for work. Like, where do I want to go? What What are my goals or my aspirations? And it's, I am gonna. I've been saying just yes to a lot of things because, like, 
I need money. And that's more of the drive. That's more of the goal than actually listening to myself and doing what I want personally. And that's driving me crazy because I want to be able to be true to myself and I want to be able to be like, I want to do this, but it's really hard to become a full-time model at 28. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's, it's just like, I don't even know how I'd get there. And then I get wrapped up in all the thoughts and I'm like, eh, yeah, fuck it. I'll be around. Would you say you're a people pleaser? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, if you're really close and within my circle, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I also am real with people, right? Because sometimes I can't push through and I'd rather be honest and say, Hey, I'm having a bad mental health day. Like I have bad seasonal depression. Anytime it rains, I want to lay down on the ground and like, I also know that I can't hide that because if you had come over that night, energy would not be like this. Yeah. I would be annoyed. I'd be leaning to the side. I'd be looking all over the place, not engaged. And I don't want to bring that to the table because first of all, I want this podcast to be good, but also I want my guests to feel like they're in a good space and that I'm in a good space and that everybody's in a good moment. And I mean, if you told me that and then you, you know, canceling on me, it's like, what the fuck do I care? Like you can't worry. You can't worry so much about how I'm going to feel about it because you are being honest. You can't change how you feel. Right. And I can't read your mind. So you communicated it to me. And I was like, absolutely respect. I'm so glad that she told me. Yeah. Also, do you want to come over and hang out and eat snacks with us and just not do the podcast because you're having a bad day. But I mean, even if I was going to react negatively, it's like, well, what the fuck do I care? Like, right. you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry about how I'm going to feel right? and worry about inconveniencing me. This is, this is you. I was, when I read that message, I was like, most respect for oh, sure. Oh, thanks Holmes. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're completely right. Cause when you think about other people and what they may think of you, that is really what's going to like drive you sometimes to make a decision. Um, I mean, again, I just keep thinking about work. I took an assessment, like a personality assessment, and it literally says... I hate those things. It literally says that my biggest fall at work is that I take on too much, too fast, too soon, and I've never read anything more accurate in my entire life. That Um, is so much better than what mine say. What do yours say? Uh, Mine typically say something along the lines of puts off important tasks until the (laughs) last minute because you're anxious about completing them. Like that's. And that's the ADHD in me. It's sure. like I, I hold that at, I hold it off until the last minute. But it gives me so much anxiety just thinking about doing it. Yeah. And there's... Well, all I have to say is that Rihanna, and may she be um, so proud to be pregnant, um, Rihanna uh, wrote a song that says, Shine Bright Like a Diamond, which means that obviously diamonds are amazing, correct? Right. With that being said, diamonds work best under pressure. That's you. You are a diamond. Yep. Um, I w- no, keep going. You agree? <laughs> I just want you to know that you, uh, in that aspect, I feel like people like put or shame people that are like that. Right. I don't think that's fair because yeah. everybody works differently. Yeah. Um, okay. The follow up is what would you say to the people if they could hear you that aren't able to be authentic and true themselves? Um, going back to affirmation, I think you just, I, that's such a big thing. And I hate I used to go to these church camps and used to hate, we did these affirmation things where you'd sit around in a circle and pass a candle around and then someone, the person holding the candle, everyone has to say something really nice to them, yeah. which going back to my imposter syndrome is like, is that really what you mean? Forced kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you just saying that because you're trying to be nice? Let's yeah. be honest with each other. Um, but with that being said and being honest, I think you need to start being honest with yourself, but you need to affirm yourself and you need to affirm your friends in the moments when they need them. Because if you're not telling your friends that and, and affirming them and telling them that they're great, then yeah. they don't know. Right. I, and that was, you know, a big thing for me. And I was hiding all of my music and I was hiding everything that I did all the time. And when people would tell me that I'm like, oh, you're a great musician. I was like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Which I find shocking because it was only within the past maybe like year and a half, and I always knew you were a musician, that you actually created an Instagram that was like based for your music. Like I was shocked that that was not already a thing. Like when I got the notification, it was like, oh, like Chris Hughes' music follows you. And I was like, wait, this isn't even, this hasn't been existing this whole time? Yeah, I, again, I, it's, 
the imposter syndrome thing, yeah. it's the I'm terrified of what people think right. of me. And it's like, I need to stop worrying so much about that. And I think it's everyone, it's the whole gossip thing where people are talking behind people's backs and yeah. being dishonest. And then so you start thinking that everyone is like that. And so you are afraid that when people are being nice to you, they're not being genuine. And we need to be honest with each other. Yeah. We need to be honest with ourselves. And we need to hype each other up as much as possible. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So that's what we just need to tell everybody. Hype up the homies. Yeah. That's hype the up hype up the homies. Kiss the homies goodnight. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Question number six. You find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are. How do you respond? Uh, well... How I respond is completely different from how I want to respond. That's fair. Um, it's fight or flight for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. I I kind of get... Have you ever seen the movie Garden State? I haven't. I'm so sorry. I it's a terrible it. movie. Okay. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's awful. Okay. You literally don't watch it. But there's a scene where uh, Natalie Portman says to Zach Braff, you're in it right now. My mom says when you're in your head and you're working out something that she would say you're in it right now. And I used to say that to myself all the time. I'm in it right now. And when I would get in situations where I don't think that I can be who I am, I start running through all these scenarios in my head and I completely shut up. Like I'm not even talking and people yeah. are like, hello, are you okay? And I'm like, actually not talk right, I right, look right. like I died right um paranoid yeah and then I and I just completely shut down yeah or the other half of me and really what I want to be more of and I'm not so much anymore is uh finding the funnier side of things yeah uh I used to do when I did improv in high school someone told me if you're gonna fail fail big yeah. And so in situations where I don't feel like I can be myself, how do I turn this into a joke later? Yeah. Is the idea. I think about stuff like that. I mean, I again, somehow this has come up in every single episode. But when I got fired, like something someone said to me was like, we'll laugh about this in a year. And while, yeah, sure, we're already laughing about it now, like in the moment, not funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Like sometimes it just like takes a second to get there but at the end of the day i also have to find the humor and everything because if you're not laughing and you're not smiling like it's really hard to enjoy life right you know yeah it is it was the biggest moment that happened to you then yes and it's oh, like you have to you you think like how can i make this so much less significant right and my way of doing that is laughing about it that's completely which, fair I used to work in a, uh, my first job out of high school and I didn't go to college. Well, I went to community college. Okay. I, I didn't finish college. And that's another thing. And I need to start being honest about, because people always ask me, where did you go to school? And I yeah. would always say, uh, university of communities at John Tyler is what oh I gosh, would tell them. You are them. so funny. Um, <laughs> and I think that a lot of people would always think that I would have gone to, to college because I was really smart and I just really did not want to apply myself. Yeah. Um, but I was working in a restaurant and I was so awkward. I was waiting tables. Oh and, my gosh, my biggest fear of a job. Oh, it is. I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Yeah. I admire anyone that is still doing it. I don't know if I could do it oh at this gosh. age anymore. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> um, But, I mean, I made a ton of money. I, it's good for people that can do it. I just can't. That's all. I was... 19 20 years old working in a restaurant so awkward i didn't know what to do yeah. uh with my hands ever and i decided that i was going to use i used to make jokes in the kitchen with my coworkers and stuff all the time with my latino side i would do like impressions <laughs> of my grandma or like impressions of just like my family members and with a spanish accent and to try to not be so nervous around tables and i don't know why i thought this was a great idea at 20 years old I faked an accent, waiting yes. tables, and, and I'm talking for like nine, ten months, like to the point where I was coming home and I was like still talking about it, and my mom would be like, like, 
oh, Chris, how was your day? And I was like, oh, Molly, it was great. Like, it was, and it was, like, very exaggerated. It's, like, not even close to anyone I know. Um, <laughs> Wait, this is incredible. This is incredible. Oh, uh, and that was, like, my way of, like, trying to, to beat this, like, awkward shell of a person that I was in food service and waiting tables was to be someone that I wasn't. Yeah. And it was, I went from Christopher to Christopher. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I, I mean, I would go up to the tables and be like, my name is Christopher, I'll be your server today. We have some specials. And like, people would ask for me. And then nine months later, I stopped doing the whole shtick. I was like, this is exhausting. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Then I had people come in and they're like, your accent has gotten so much better. And I was like, oh, yes. Those hooked on phonics classes are really working. Like I was like trying to like scatter them in. It was a mess. Uh, I really should have just been honest with myself. But it was like, I I wanted to find a way to make it funny so that I could kind of be myself and be out of my shell and not be such an awkward mess of a person where I'm overthinking what people are thinking of me. Yeah. I became someone else. That is not how you should cope with things. No, actually. it shouldn't be. But absolutely I, not. I'm now sitting here realizing that I do the exact same thing. So that's really fun. Um, so cool. What, what do you elaborate? Like, what do oh, you... oh, like my wigs, my makeup. You're like not, I... They're not wigs. That's your real hair. That is your real hair. absolutely your real hair. I'm fully convinced. I cannot believe we're having this conversation. Um, I cannot wait to down post on my story and be like, this is literally the hair that Chris thought was just my natural hair. Here's me oh, on a normal day. Man. Here's what I looked like. You somehow thought there I was. Um, but no, I, I do that too because it helps me not have to worry. I love wearing wigs because people cannot recognize me. Remember yeah. when I was like, I knew that girl. She had no idea that that was me. That is like the dream because like I don't have to interact with people. I don't have to be perceived. I don't have to do these things. But also at the same time, I look so fucking hot. So it's like yeah. so fun. Why not do yeah. both? Yeah, it's a win-win situation all around. You, yeah, you were. I mean, it is a little scary the idea of being someone yeah. that you're not. Yeah. But in a way, it's kind of like you are being who you want to be. But too kind it's of with like, like yours because it's like technically that's part of your heritage. Yes, you know? a very exaggerated version of me. I just I kind of feel like a, a gimmicky stand-up comic <laughs> when I do it. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, that was actually, before music yeah. ever was a thing, I wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. And, you know, no one has hyped me up to do it, so my friends, please hype me up right, right. now. Right, now. There uh, it is. We're dropping Maybe them. I'll be a comedian. Maybe. Um, music and comedy? Who does that? Bo Burnham? It could be something yeah. similar. Like, make make funny songs. Yeah. That also kind of feels gimmicky. I didn't necessarily... <laughs> but I wanted... When I was... I Oh, I sent in... I don't know. I actually don't even know. I need to ask my parents. I don't know if they sent this in or not. I recorded a tape, an audition tape for all that. I don't know if my parents actually ever mailed it in. Tea. Now that I'm thinking about it, I need to ask them. That's that mom. What happened, dad? Yeah, I need to ask them. But I was, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like recording these, all that audition tapes. Uh, but even then, now I'm thinking about it. I was like not being who I was. Right. I was like, Showing the Latino side, <laughs> right, 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 right. Jokes. So like, okay. Now, okay, let's say you walk into like, but see, you're just so you're also so personable. So like, so let's say you walk into like a party and you don't know anybody. Like, what do you do? What's the reaction? Um, part of me wants to kind of post up in a corner and hope someone makes an interaction first. Fair. If there's alcohol, which I I don't even drink. Especially not as much as I used to when I was younger. Great. Uh, but I, I have maybe like two drinks in a month. Yeah. But if I'm drinking, drinking, uh, then yeah, I am a little out there. Listen. And I can be a little bit more than what people want or expect. Come on through, Leo. Be, uh, we went, I went to a wedding with my girlfriend uh, not too long ago. And this goes, this ties back into the being honest with people. Yeah. Uh, and this is all definitely my fault. We go to the wedding. <laughs> Way to preface. <laughs> we go to the wedding, and this is this is Kim's friend. This is my girlfriend's friend getting married, and I know them from hanging out at the beach. So I know them from the summers. I don't interact with them on on a regular basis. 
I was honored to be there. Beautiful wedding. Venue was gorgeous. We get to the reception. I get a little drunk. And we, I am a little nervous because there's a lot of people that I don't know. Yeah. And I definitely don't want to ruin someone's big day. Um, I don't want to be obnoxious. Right. And I don't want to be perceived as obnoxious either. But then again, that's me worrying about what people have to, to think about me. And uh, I was dancing like I normally, I do dance a lot, especially when I'm drinking. I love it. And it was a live band at this wedding and the lead singer pulls us aside and he's like, I want you guys, this is, this is what we're doing. And they pull out a chair and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then they sit my girlfriend down in the chair and then they start playing pony. And then I very quickly realize what's going on. Right. And I was like, I didn't sign up for this. And I'm looking at the bride and I can't read her face, but I'm trying to read her mind. And I'm thinking that it's probably don't do this. Right. And, uh, so I start dancing. Right. And start doing things a little inappropriately at this very classy, very nice, absolutely beautiful wedding. Hot. Get it, Kim. And I may have taken it a little too far. And I can hear the bride yelling off to the side at the band. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'm done. Let's, let me... Let me pull my leg down from your shoulder. Right. Let me remember that. <laughs> yes, my, my leg is up there. But she was holding on to it, too. Oh, we, Kevin, she, oh, yeah. yeah. But she said because she didn't want me to fall. But I'm like, get me off. Right. Like, let's stop right, this right. now. I've gone too far. Right. Kevin's and, like, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and, but after, after it was done, I'm thinking that the bride is mad. I'm a little embarrassed. But I was like, let me just... Go sit down, have some water, think about what I did. Done, I blacked yeah. out. Right, 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 right. Like I do in big situations. Right. And I, I'm sitting down at the table and everyone's coming up to me and they're like, that was so funny. That was so awesome. You absolutely killed it. That was hot. And I'm like, okay, thanks, thanks. And there was uh, one of Kim's friend's boyfriend. Uh, I went up to him and I was like, I know this guy's going to be honest with me. I know yeah. that he's going to tell me how it is. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, so I think maybe I took things a little too far. And he was like, it was good. And I was like, be honest with me. And he was like, you took things too far. And I was like, oh, do you think that the bride cared? And he's like, she's probably mad. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, I think the general read in the room, especially with the older people, is that that was inappropriate. And I was like, okay, thanks, Zach, we're done. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done it that way. And I was like, yeah, no, we're done. Like, you don't, I don't need it anymore. It's just bathing in embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. And then for the rest of the night, I just sat at the table. It was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. Um, been there by the way yeah been there so those are the two sides of me hide in the corner or drunk me being the life of the party being the leo fire sign that i am yep but then like crippling social anxiety immediately after yeah absolutely 100 um i've literally done the exact same thing at a wedding um and i literally like the wedding video came out and i had to request that like parts be taken out because i was like that's me and while it's so funny and like the bride unfortunately well fortunately for me did not care i cared i couldn't believe i was doing this at a wedding like i i don't know i didn't um i didn't really process it until after the fact because alcohol was involved um and then you sit down and then it doesn't hurt i mean it doesn't hurt it doesn't help when we're also our like biggest critics yeah and like hearing it from like that person i'm sure just kind of like shook you to your core even though you already knew like maybe that was a little too much but someone being like yeah it was like and then but does anyone do they even remember it at no, this point? it's like we no. we magnify the things yeah. that ha- we make everything that we do so, so much big. bigger than yeah. it needs to be right like who's gonna see that wedding video yeah oh well <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they, yeah, they might watch it. They've got gut. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> uh, similarly, and this is going to sound... I To anyone listening to this, I promise I am a great wedding guest. You are a great wedding guest. Um, this story probably will change your perception of that, but I'm prefacing this with <laughs> I'm a great wedding guest. I got invited to one of my friend's weddings. Very similar situation to the last one that yeah. we went to where it was... But it was my friend. Not Kim's. Right. Also, beautiful, gorgeous wedding. Most important day of their lives yeah. that they're doing this. Um, the f- 
we were drunk. They, you know, they do the, like the walk out, and everyone is on the side, and they're holding their sparklers. Yeah. And there's Kim and I at the end of the line playing with the sparklers, and someone yells at us, and I was like, "What are they yelling at us for?" Photos come out. We are standing like what it looks like almost over the shoulder of the bride and groom in the shot where they are perfectly centered with all of the sparklers and then <laughs> us. <laughs> and what is it? Yep. And I am still, I, have you ever sat at a, a stoplight and then just remembered something that happened that was so embarrassing and then you just die on the inside? Every day of my life. I think about that picture all the time. But that's also just like the unnecessarily need for everything to be perfect. Like, the you know what I mean? Like that picture had to be, like they could have edited it, they could have photoshopped, they could have done something if they really wanted it to be that oh, perfect. They sent it to me before they posted it on their Instagram and said, oh my gosh, we love this photo. Okay. And I said, I am so sorry guys. And they're like, no, don't be. We love it. Good. And I was like, this was your only shot under the sparklers. Right. <laughs> this looks like it should be on like a, a bridal magazine. The picture is incredible. Right. And then there's my face like right behind you guys. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys are being honest with me. And then they went and posted. They're like, oh, we had a beautiful day. And you've got 10 pictures on Instagram. Right. Uh, it was like their third picture was that picture. But uh, no, oh. <laughs> I mean, I think you just need to see it. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll need to show okay, you, okay, but okay. yeah, it is, it still leads me up to this day. And I'm sure they say that they love it. They say right. that they don't care. Right. I still care. It, right. it kills me. That's so fucking, what are we going to do? It's uh, a wedding Nothing, exactly. it, but fail big. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's my way of coping with it is, uh, I can laugh about it now. Yes, you absolutely can. Let's move on to question number seven, Chris. What is the biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life? Um, hyping people up. Yeah. We gotta hype people up. Yeah. I scroll through now that I have my like Instagram music page, yeah. and I'm a victim of scrolling through social media. But every now and then I'll come across because I get all of these just like other music feeds which is really annoying like i don't really actually want to watch every like i don't oh. want my whole feed being music yeah so i don't even scroll on that page that often but i do come across people that don't sound great yeah but i admire those people to no end because they are fearless they put out what they want when they want because they want to yeah and i'm like heavily trying to edit my stuff i'm like oh, this isn't ready for public consumption. I don't want you guys to see this. And there are other yeah. people that have absolutely no care in the world. But I think that there's also something for everyone. When I would play guitar at home, my mom would listen to me and she'd say, I love listening to you. And I'd be like, no, you don't. Like, right. shut up, mom. Right, right, right. Um, but really, she did. Right. And even if, you know, I don't become a big name, I think that there will at least be someone that listens and goes oh this is incredible and i will say you have terrible taste in music right um <laughs> but there are people that just put their content out and they don't care but they know that they're not doing it for them really they did that for me yeah i mean i that's a weird way of looking at it but it's like i'm so glad that they put that up there because it shows me that if I have the confidence, yeah. I can be like them and I can put my content out there and not be afraid. And I love, I love that. I, I think that's too. been, and, and every time I come across one of those pages, I always message them and been like, Hey, you know, I love that you're putting your stuff out there. You're absolutely killing it. Um, I love and it even, that. yeah. And even with this podcast, like be, I love, I listen to it. I li <laughs> I am not exaggerating when I say like, in even some of the, the longer episodes, I'm like, morning drive into work, drive home, the very next day I'm listening to it again. Yeah. Like, if I'm in my car and an episode has come out and I've started it, I'm not 
listening to anything else until I finish it. I love and that. I need to tell you that more. That I, like, you're so sweet. I. I mean, I think you're doing awesome things. I appreciate that. And let me to the record straight. I I do sometimes get messages, right? Like people have reached out to me that I haven't spoken to in years being like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, ew, gross, get out of here. Like this is supposed to be just for me and the besties. Um, but I will say that has become a motivation for me. Now knowing that people actually care, like people following up and being like, oh, I just listened to this episode, I listened to this episode. And hearing people be like, oh yeah, on longer episodes, sometimes I do it on my drive to work and I'm so excited because I get to listen to the rest on the way home. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm creating stuff that people actually like utilize. You want. Yeah. You want it. And then that helps me when I get really frustrated. Like you talk about writing lyrics, like writing captions for like stuff and like debriefing and kind of writing it all out. Bro. That Oh, I have, I have notes apps of just captions yes. that I'm just like, yes. And it, and then I end up with just like, here's a song. I, and then, it's fair. I, yeah, it, I do it all the time. Yeah. But yeah, but you wouldn't know that we know that we want it or that we love it right. until you put it out Yeah. or we tell you that we need it. But exactly. That's, I think what I appreciate is like I didn't realize that that would be more motivation for me to go it's all right like I want to get this out there and I know I want to release on Mondays whereas there are parts of me sometimes that you know might want to push it off or I get like frustrated with writing stuff but I'm like no this is I want this because other people want this right and I know what I'm doing is a good thing and I really like what I do you know um so hearing it is always a great thing but let me set the record straight you do not have to reach out because I also get that we're all super busy. So like yeah. coming on the podcast to me, like I know you're listening. I know that you care. Um, and so like don't feel guilty or bad or anything. Cause like also I see you. So like yeah. I know the vibes. Yeah. But I, we definitely need that. We need to start hyping everyone up. All of our friends being honest. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You know. I sure do. And uh, do you know who Rob McElhinney is? No, off the top of my head. Uh, he is on a show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. They bought a soccer team in Wales together. Yeah, yes. Have you heard about how they met? Yes, yes. Ryan had, like, messaged Rob on Instagram. They didn't know each other, and Ryan Reynolds was just like, hey, I love this episode. It is Masterclass. And then they became friends. Let's do that more right? often. Right? Let's tell people that we love, we love them and we love what they do. It's kind of a sidebar. Yeah. But I hate when celebrities die. One, I hate celebrities dying. Same. It's a bad thing. Same. Um, but I hate when celebrities die and then everyone's like glorifying their music after. Let's glorify their music now. Yeah. Why are we not doing that? Yeah. Like you're why are we loving it more and listening to it more now that they're gone? Let's show them that we love them now absolutely and i think that's a lot of people that have died in not uh like old age ways like yeah. it's always something like overdose like mac miller was always like a big artist but even more so after the fact that he died to me that's crazy you yeah. know what i mean that he literally added on at least at another one million fans after the fact right um when those people could have been listening this whole time yeah it's crazy to think about um Okay, so hyping people up. Hype people up. I'm loving it. We should make sure that I follow you the music podcast or the music of the podcast Instagrams. Yeah. So we can hype each other up. So I'm into that. I don't have a ton of content, but that again is Neither me do I. taking it. <laughs> so don't worry. We're, we're, we're working on it. We're doing it together. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, but that's part of my just, I because I put something up and now I go, oh, that's not good, and then I take it down. Oh, yeah. And I think. And I hate this about social media, but like the algorithm is like, yeah. you need to put out as much content yes. as possible. Yes. How do I don't, how do people do that? I don't know either because I mean, at the end of the day, we've now seen like, uh, how Instagram does algorithms, even TikTok doing for you pages. And it's like, people do get shadow banned. People do get like put behind walls and like, they can't get their content out because you know, certain people won't select it to be a part of the algorithm. Yeah crazy and so they're like post all the time being all these people the only way to do it is to get followers and i'm like anyway me and my 95 followers we're just hanging up <laughs> listen i think i i think i have like 102 I so i'm it. like and then on top of that i i'm in a band too Heck yeah. which go check them out chris guzman and the side hustle we're yeah. okay Ooh, that's, that's cool. my imposter syndrome again we're we're decent yeah they are uh, good they are good uh sure 
Um, uh, I, I think we may even have less followers, and it's like more of us on the page, and even less followers in like my individual pages. And I'm like, that's embarrassing. It's like it's it's so hard it's all work to get progress. out. Yeah. Exactly, and also like to be on social media, like you said, you have to be posting all the time. Nobody has time for that. It's right. not your full time job. Right. Don't worry about it. Where are so we going with this? Um, I think the end. The end. I'm... All right. So here we go with question number eight. Chris, what is a question you want to ask the audience listening today? Uh, why aren't you hyping your friends up? Uh, uh, right. When was the last time that you hyped yourself up? Right. When was the last time that you affirmed yourself, that you told yourself that you were good enough, that yeah. you you know, identified the good qualities and the things that you are good at, yeah. and, and just telling yourself that you can do the things that you want to do, and what is stopping you from doing the things that you want to do? Yeah. Um... We have no excuses anymore. No more. None. I mean, other than money. Right. Money's kind of... Uh, and even then, it's like, well, shit, if you made an OnlyFans, you could make more money. I think yeah. about that every day. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there's, there's, like you said, somebody for everybody. You could, anybody can make money off OnlyFans. Anybody. I don't know if I could make... <laughs> yes, you could. I don't know. Yes, I don't you know. could. There are people out there today that want mm. exactly what you look like. The Kims of the world. Yeah. They're out there. Oh, they're well, looking. I don't know if I can do it. I'm not well, going to. No, nobody's asking you. But yeah, I'm just okay. saying, like, okay. it's, it's like we don't have excuses genuinely. Yeah. Like, we can always be hustling. Yeah. Um, Where was I going with this? Sorry, I completely interrupted your thought process. No, but it's... Yeah, I think... We we need to tell we need to tell our friends when we think that they're doing something awesome. Yeah. We need to be open and honest and we need to stop caring caring about what everyone else is going to think. Just do it. Yeah, dude. We're doing it. We are doing it. Let's, let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's do it. That's that's exactly how we're gonna end this. Let's fucking do it. All the love homies forever and always. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to be true to you.